Hello there, beautiful beings. Welcome back to the Starseed Network podcast. I'm your host and personal spirit guide, Saude Ilona Vaida, bringing you with me on this journey of exploring our spiritual and human experience on Earth, speaking to incredible creators, lightworkers, and starseeds all around the world, and staying connected through our planetary ascension process. Thank you so much for joining me today. As always, it's such an honor to connect with you. Thank you for your time and your presence. Today, I'm sharing a very special interview with the guest Barbara With, who is a psychic channel, an author, and international peace activist with her special brand of Conflict Revolution, which is a groundbreaking way to resolve inner and outer conflicts so you can find her on her website you can find her through her books and i will link all of those below and thank you so much for joining me let's dive into this interview all right thank you so much for joining us today i would love to hear a little bit about what you offer what you do what your journey has been how you've come to this point where you are now well i am uh, a lot of things i'm a an, an author i have six books about these metaphysical topics Mm. Uh, I'm a musician a composer I see you have a musical background as well Mm -hmm. and uh, music was really where I started channeling when I was very very young I climbed up onto the piano and began to figure out what it was and then one thing led to another and my whole family was musical but I started writing music when I was about 12 Mm. So I I bring that point as the point I think I started channeling because there's so many misconceptions about channeling just because people don't really know what it is. Mm -hmm. And there's so many different ways to do it. And in fact, I think we all are just by nature of being alive, channeling all of this energy into these physical bodies, creating them and then projecting and perceiving the whole world around us so yeah I think it's an innate part of all of us but I've been lucky enough to have that musical background and then also when I was young in high school a friend of mine's mother was a channel and she Mm -hmm. gave us readings I didn't go to her because I was looking for psychic advice but she Mm -hmm. it just turned out that way and that started my path on learning what that kind of channeling was. And then, so when I started automatic writing quite spontaneously, I think that was probably 1987, I knew what it was. I knew what was going on. And I was still um, very much a musician. I left high school, went on the road as a musician for 20 years of my life. So, so that's kind of my background. And in there, there's a lot of stories I can tell about how I became Einstein's emissary and um, when I started doing group channeling and talking with the angels and the psychic sorority. And all of those stories sort of add up to the what the byproduct of all that experience has been this process that we've developed uh, my associates and I, the psychic sorority in the beginning, and now many, many people around the world, mm. 
testing the theories that I've brought through in my channeling. Mm -hmm. And so in the very beginning, when I was doing groups and my associates asked, who, who are you? Cause no, who are you? And I had just been taught from my mentor that I was an antenna. Mm, yeah. There wasn't anybody from other planets or even dead people at that point. It was just, mm -hmm. I had this gift, you know, this intuitive gift, yeah. not just to pick, pick up information, but then to translate it mm -hmm. in ways that people was specific and people understand. Yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, that that is kind of how I began doing all that. But when we first started to channel the groups and the girls said, who are you? And they said, you can call us angels. Mm. And I was skeptical because I'd always been an antenna. Mm -hmm. And suddenly there's other entities. Not that I don't love angelic presence, but I needed to know more about what that meant. And what they said was that they had this revolutionary process that they had a theory about. It was a way to bring world peace one person at a time, starting with mm. each individual. And they needed human beings to test their theory to see if what they thought they knew was really true. Mm. And so the three of us, I mean, we, what could we do? We were so enthralled with all the information that was coming was so loving and teaching about compassion and self-love and taking care of self and learning ways not to degenerate on ourselves. You know, how our thinking processes mm -hmm. can constantly tell us we're not enough or we're, we're not good enough or whatever. So they were addressing all of these amazing things that were changing our lives. And so, okay. And then we started to actually have conflict and actually took, took the process they gave us mm. and it worked. It worked really well to the point where we developed a process around it to teach other people called mm. conflict revolution. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that was, we taught our first class in 1999. Mm -hmm. So this has been going on a very long time. Yeah. And um, right now I have uh, left basically my life back home. I've rented out. I, I noticed you grew up on an island in yes. Maine. Yeah. And I live, uh, I live on an island in Lake Superior. Oh, wow. And. So it's seasonal, like Maine, you know, it, yeah. it freezes. And so I've rented my house out for the winter and set about on a world peace tour, awesome. which is what I'm on now, teaching and training and talking about conflict revolution as a tool and as a philosophy to help people understand the importance mm -hmm. of the work that you do, that I do, that millions and millions and millions of people do or the world to bring this inner peace as a pathway to global peace. Mm -hmm. So it's exciting to talk about that. Wow. Yes, that is just magnificent. Thank you for sharing that. And, and thank you for, for doing this work and holding the frequency. It's a big part of it is, you know, just anchoring this down and, and holding it and 
I would love to hear more about the conflict revolution process, what you've kind of seen working with people. Well, it's, it's, it is revolutionary. It revolution, it revolutionizes everything that we already know. Einstein used to say, you know, this doesn't replace anything. It's not like this is the overall only thing that anybody does. It just augments what everybody's doing by showing us just this slightly different way to -hmm. see things. And I think the, the one of the most practical uh, pieces of it is that we work with what we call the three human dimensions. Mm. And these are, and, and we can go all the way up to a complete unified field theory with maps of human consciousness. And then everything just kind of dummied down to just mm-hmm. these basic principles of there's these three human dimensions there's intellect, intuition, and emotion. Mm-hmm. And we have this map of how it works and why it works this way. And the, the, these three are like spiritual organs, mm-hmm. right? Your heart does one thing. Your stomach does another thing. When your stomach isn't feeling well, you do one specific thing when your heart's... You do it. So it, they're each like that. They need their own care and feeding. But they also work together uh, as a as a team to be not only a, a part of the very creation of the physical world we're experiencing, mm-hmm. but about our own relationship to it, and and consequently what we manifest. Mm. And what the angels were saying is that if you if you revolve your focus off of the what's outside you, based on what is being manifest out there. If you have a conflict, look at it, identify it, say, you know, well, I'm not being respected or, you know, whatever we do when we're looking outside ourselves as the source of our conflict and revolve it back to self. Mm-hmm. And let's find that what is conflicted in these first rudimental three human dimensions in your world, get those running right. And then naturally, what manifests in that lens when we turn back to the arena is completely different. Yes. We have a different relationship to it. People respond to us differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then according to our bigger unified field theories, the, the thesis as to why this works the way it does is that this flow of our life force coming from the source Right. Well, mm-hmm. Einstein says the source is in the center of the planet. Mm-hmm. So there's a gravitational wave that runs from the center of the planet to the surface of the earth. And it's our gra- You have one. I have one. It's a gravitational wave with mm-hmm. all of our particles that are heading up to create this body that then is going to project the whole universe and we're going to perceive it with our body. Yeah. So there's this system and it's perfect. And what he says is, whatever the condition of that gravitational wave before you get to the physical world, this is where the three human dimensions are. If these are in conflict, it will per- the system will perfectly create conflict in the lens. Whatever this is going on is a perfect reflection. Mm-hmm. And that's why the system can be perfect. Everything can be perfect, and we can still be manifesting conflict. So 
the angels said, we're going to show you how to bring peace here. And then you'll watch and be amazed at how things just naturally manifest because it's a perfect system. Yeah. And that's, that's it. That's what, that's what it does. So it's really an amazing process. Yeah. Wow. That, that resonates so deeply. Um, especially, you know, with the work that, that I've been doing in, in quantum parts work where it's like, you know, like you said, like identifying all these different aspects of ourselves. And, you know, if you have inner parts that are in conflict, it's going to manifest on the outside as, you know, if your inner masculine and your feminine are not able to unify and in some sort of push pull, that's going to manifest on the outside with the types of people you attract, with the types of interactions you have. And it's so interesting because it's like we can bring stuff out of people that they may not even, you know, consciously know what they're responding to. But because it's vibrating within us, it's like drawing this reaction out of them or drawing this behavior out of them. And then once we resolve it internally, like you said, like unifying these fields, um, you know, we're not we just don't attract the same types of people or people have this un, uh, like a subconscious boundary that they understand, like they kind of understand unconsciously that they can't cross this certain type of boundary because we hold it so energetically. Exactly. So. And we always say that people will either disappear or they'll rise to the occasion. Yeah. But course. it doesn't stay the same. And, th- and that's the revolutionary shift. Like you could you know, you, you might, or people might, I've known people, clients who have had conflict for 25 years with their Mm mother-in-law. And when they got the whole revolution and realized that, oh, oh, this is me here. 25 years changes, 25 years of perceived. So now we're healing the past Mm -hmm. as well as the future, of course, but you know, that's a whole nother conversation about time, (laughs) (laughs) time and space. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that makes so much sense. It And it, it's amazing to see how quickly quantum shifts can happen, like quantum leaps. Because it's like once we resolve this internally, this trauma or whatever it is that we're carrying, it's like we don't need to experience that anymore. And then our reality just shifts overnight and we can find ourselves in a whole new situation. It's quite yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how has it been on your peace tour? sharing this this wisdom around the world it it's you know it's kind of mind boggling for me uh, i started i started channeling in 1987 mm-hmm. and i started doing groups in 1993 and the message back then of world peace one person at a time starting with yourself was of course it's always a lovely idea Mm-hmm. But it's not. It was not at all the culture that we are in today, where yeah. people want this information. Yeah. Back then, it. I mean, I'm. Don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining about the pathway that I took through all of these years in research and development, and and using it on my my own life, which is a whole story of how well it works. Mm-hmm. But than to be able to travel around the world and teach it to all these people. And now in 2023, to have people like yourselves, young people, all these podcasts, all these wonderful beings of light driven to do, I know what it takes to do a podcast. 
This is no small, this isn't just like going onto Facebook and typing a quick comment. This is a real dedication and a cost. And there's so many of you all out there doing it. And I'm feeling kind of like a cheat because I'm going on all your programs and talking to everybody, which is my goal. My goal isn't, isn't to get more clicks. My goal is to move this conversation. Yeah. And in the meantime, if I can sell some books, I'm happy about it. But we need to keep having this conversation and and solidifying these ideas. And so after all of these years, uh, and some I took off some years, I became a journalist. I started a media co-op with some mm. people in Wisconsin during the 2011 uprising that took place there. And But in, in this summer, I just looked at the world and I looked at all of this work that I've done and that so works and said, yeah. it's my time. It's my time. I put aside all my other, I had many different little revenue streams that I was doing as business manager of an art center and et cetera. And I mm-hmm. put everything into this work. And since my tour, it's been more than I ever could have imagined. It's, I have been on so, so, so many podcasts Mm -hmm. and now I'm headed out to the UK Mm -hmm. probably for about two and a half months. And every step I meet, for example, there's a, it's called the Ethereus Society. If you, if your listeners want to look that up, it was Mm -hmm. a man in the fifties named George King in the UK who was told he was going to be a channel for this group of intergalactic souls who are here to help us have world peace. There's a whole society of them all around the UK. And of course the spiritualists, but uh, at every step I'm hooking up with my podcast people. Um, and then in the middle of it too, in February, Julian Assange has a big trial. If any of your listeners know who he is, you should, you should find that out too. And I'll be in London for that. But in any case, um, it's it's going well, and I have some really in- important people that I want to get to, that I want to get the book to, that I want to get this information to, because it, it really does revolutionize how you deal with what, even, even those of us who have been doing this for a really long time and under- and have these parts, have this language, when you hear it, it just makes everything makes so much sense in this kind of new way. Wow. And when I travel around and I teach and I show the unified field theory and the maps of human consciousness to the groups, and we just stand in front of it. And it's like, I can tell you where everything is on this map. Mm-hmm. Absolutely everything, everything you know or believe or think or was here, we can, we can see it on these maps. It's really cool. So I'm very honored to be mm-hmm. this emissary. Wow, that's so amazing. Yeah. And so, so resonating. And yeah, that's uh, so inspiring, you know, feeling, feeling your passion for this work and, and just going out here and and doing it. And it's so amazing how everything just aligns synchronistically when we make that choice, when we make that leap and just say, okay, I'm going to devote my life to service. I'm going to do this, whatever it looks like. And we often have no idea what that might look like in the beginning. And it's so wonderful to see, you know, like you said, people of all ages and all generations, like stepping into this mission 
and having this intention and, you know, as much as there is all this like gloom and doom in the world and so much happening, it's the fact that, you know, we're coming together, we're having these conversations, we're connecting across the world, we're each doing our personal work and healing, elevating, and it's like we're creating this shift collectively. So it's really beautiful to see. Thank you. Yes, and I think it should be served for, uh, like you say, all generations. Because mm -hmm. if I can at this age say, no, this is what we have to do. We have to do our passion. Mm -hmm. I have to do my passion. Um, yeah. I started this when I was, I think I was maybe 34, 30, 33, 34 when I started first channeling. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be 69. And mm -hmm. um, my parents both lived to be in the, into their mid to late 90s. So I might have another mm -hmm. 30 years left, but one never knows. I have so much hope, though. I really do because of people like us. And there's so much compassion going on right now. Even if people don't know what to do with it, they're, they're, like, they're just getting sick and tired of all the fighting. Yeah. And they want to know what to do. And so when you go to them and say, okay, I have a way, let's start with you. Mm -hmm. And as soon as anybody is becomes, we call it the participation of the willing, people mm -hmm. willing to do what I'm calling a nonviolent worldwide action to end the age of war. Yeah. Because if I can inspire everyone to do conflict revolution as I go along the way, more and more natural manifestations, more and more, we don't have to go into the arena and figure out what to do. We have to take care of ourselves and know it's going to lead also to the global pathway to peace. In fact, it's the only way we have to do this to yes. make our way into that global peace. Yes, absolutely. I so feel that. Wow. Thank you so much for, for sharing these beautiful words of wisdom. And yeah, so that, that's so exciting, you know, setting off on this tour and what are some, you know, some advice or some insights that you'd like to give to the listeners right now, people connecting with your work around the world, any words of wisdom? Well, I'd like to just give a, just the quick little uh, conflict revolution training course, the really quickest awesome. one that I can do. Yeah. So, so that you have these three human dimensions, mm -hmm. emotion, intuition, intellect. Emotion is, we have been so bamboozled about emotion. Emotion, we want to feel absolutely everything. Because in Einstein's world, emotion with a capital E is the actual fuel of the manifestation of creation. Mm. so we are because it comes up you know from the it's up the gravitational wave the emotion comes up and then it feeds the intuition which is the second human dimension of sound it's compassion mm. compassion is the fifth fundamental force of the universe i meant to, forgot to say wow. but it's the voice of compassion within us telling us the next step for the good of the whole mm -hmm. and then the third intellect now just quantumly the role that intellect plays is to revolve you know because everything's coming up from within us right mm -hmm. all this energy that we're going to project and perceive so it has to go from like i am a chair there's chairs and <laughs> tables i'm a chair to that is a chair mm -hmm. so 
as this comes up, intellect begins to define and sort through, okay, that is a chair, that is a table. And on some subatomic level, you have this intellectual messaging right now going on, that is a chair, that is a chair, that is a chair. That is. So it has this purpose. It projects out of us so that we can perceive the world back. Mm-hmm. What happens is when, say, a negative feeling or an uncomfortable feeling triggers us, and it moves up, and intuition probably says something like, go feel that feeling, you know, because that's really probably the healthiest thing to do. It gets to intellect, and it weds with intellect in the same way that creating physical reality. When an emotion within you weds to the thought that is a chair, that becomes a chair. When emotion comes up and weds to the thought that, oh, this is because he hurt me, and then you project that out there, you create that scenario mm-hmm. of what that is. Even even though, oh. you know, that's how we were all raised. You know, somebody walks through the door, says something mean, you get hurt. Mm-hmm. So our job in conflict revolution, A, is to break the connection between the emotion and the intellect. We want to use our breath work and our body work to move that emotion and make sure it doesn't marry itself to any kind of thought process mm-hmm. at all. It doesn't yeah. have to. We just have to breathe it. Yeah. So the next time, you know, you're wherever, you're in line at the supermarket and you're having a, a moment or a meltdown or there's a trigger or motion, we st- have to stop reaching from our intellect. Oh, why did this... Who is this? What is this? And listen to our intuition that's saying, breathe. Yeah. And process all of emotion with breath as little. And once we break those those bonds from emotion to intellect, intellect starts to weaken. You know how our our thoughts get obsessive and they go around in circles. And so taking that away loosens that up. And then we can deal with that. Okay, what is it that you're perceiving outside yourself that's not happening? Identify it into a little soundbite. Well, he doesn't respect me or whatever. We all have them. Now, turn that around, revolve it back to yourself, and see where in your system are you not respecting yourself. And I'm going to give everybody the bottom line with Einstein says, all the conflicts in the world originate between the intellect, the intellect and the intuition. Mm, yeah. Because the intellect holds the free will. Intellect and the ego have access to the free will. The actual part of us that takes our hand and grabs the steering wheel and turns to the left mm-hmm. originates here. It doesn't originate here. This is the impelling to turn left. Mm. Then the intellect will either turn left or it won't. So being aligned to compassion means our intellect has relinquished its control, egotistical control of having to make all those decisions, and now is paying attention to present moment and listening for what this intuition is going to tell it to do and then implement that impelling. Mm -hmm. And this goes back to what you were saying. If there's a conflict between this feminine side of you and this masculine side of you, just well, the head the, of the heart. Yes, <laughs> the divine, the divine feminine, and the divine masculine, yeah. and that's 
that's its job. We don't want to get rid of the ego. We have to stop degrading the ego. It's so important to have that ego, but it has a job within the whole picture. And once we do that, once we can do this, and the way that we do it is we develop a witness. Mm. So every day we get up and go, okay, I'm going to develop my way. I'm going to see what I'm thinking, what I'm intuiting, what I'm feeling, what's going on in the course of a day. What decisions am I making that I don't realize that I'm making? Because Mm -hmm. we'll think things like when I get triggered, I used to say, you like, uh, I'm not mad. No, I'd be like, that's, well, I'm not mad. Well, really, really, you're not mad. But I, could, I couldn't see it until I stepped out of myself to witness myself and go, well, wait a minute, you really are mad. <laughs> or I'm a really nice person. And then witnessing myself doing something really crappy mm. and going, no, sometimes you're not a nice person. And those times you have to f- make sure that you take care of it because you don't want to yeah. be that person. So this is this ultimate self-mastery. Mm-hmm. And in the long, long run, as much as I know it is also a pathway to global peace, it's about thriving. It's about helping the the planet evolve. It's about us also getting to have our wildest dreams to come true, whatever yeah. they are, if we have the courage to take up. Because nobody can make us do this. You are your own leader. Yeah. I can tell you how to do it. I can inspire you to do it. And I can make sure that you know how to do it. But in the end, it's everybody's responsibility. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Well, this is amazing work. I am excited to look into it more and dive deeper into it. It's really fascinating. Thank you so much for sharing it. You bet. You bet. I have um, a website, Synergy Alliance. Mm-hmm. LLC, and that has everything. It's actually an LLC website, SynergyAlliance.LLC. Mm-hmm. And also Barbara BarbaraWith.com, B-A-R-B-A-R-A-W-I-T-H.com. And I also do readings. I've, I've got a nice reading sale going on right now. And uh, all my world tour dates and places I'm going. And, and if anybody is goes on the site and sees I'm going to be somewhere near you and reach out if you want to organize a little group for your living room or I'm very much about um, bringing the message. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you. And you mentioned your book as well. Yes, I've got um, I've got six books on all of this, starting with Diaries of a Psychic Sorority. Mm-hmm. which is the true story of how we came together and the, the, the groups that we channeled, the transcripts, our fights, all of that stuff. Wow. And then Party of Twelve, the Afterlife Interviews. That mm-hmm. was the whole story of how I learned I could talk to people who died and then learned that I could talk to famous dead people and then met Einstein. Wow. And from there, I did a book just for Einstein called Imagining Einstein Essays on M-Theory, World Peace, and the Science of Compassion. And mm. that's where he delivered his unified field theories and the, and the definitions, the scientific quantifiable definition of compassion. Wow. And um, then after several years of working and traveling the world and learning even more, I put out Einstein et al., 
Manifestation, Conflict, Revolution, and the New Operating System. So that's mm -hmm. the whole definitive Einstein with completely illustrated with all the maps and then Conflict Revolution and how, how to do it. So, wow. and, oh, and lastly, then, yes, Conflict Revolution, the workbook I put out in 2022. Just a simple, easy, down and dirty, how to do this. And, uh, yeah, so I have all those, and you can see those. I'm on Amazon, too. Uh, mm -hmm. I think people have a hard time finding me because of my last name. It's W-I-T-H. Oh, okay. So you, you Google Barbara With, and you get every single instance where anybody said, <laughs> I went to I went with Barbara or whatever. So, <laughs> But uh, BarbaraWith.com. Wow, great. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. It's been such an honor to speak with you and... Yeah, thank you for doing this work. Well, and thank you too for doing this work because mm. all of us, every voice right now is needed and you're doing just such a great job. I just mm. think it's beautiful. This whole, I don't know, it's like, a, it's like a little concert, your language. It's like listening to music very much. So <laughs> thank you. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a musician like you, so... Singing and music is like my my main one of my biggest offerings to this world. Yes. Mm, wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm so grateful for your presence, your time, your attention. And I hope this episode was very valuable to you. You can find um, Barbara with on her website, barbarawith.com and synergyalliance.llc to check out more of her amazing work. And as always, have a beautiful morning, evening, noon or night, wherever you are in this beautiful world. Take good care of yourselves and I'll talk to you soon. Speak it into existence and release your resistance. Wake up, rise up. Existence and release your existence.